Thank you for joining me on the You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I am Jackie Henderson, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in holistic and somatic practices. On this podcast, we have real talk about mental health issues, including trauma, depression, anxiety, personality disorders, and much, much more. I hope that you'll enjoy the show. Let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone, and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today we are talking about bitterness as a mental health disorder. And we've all been bitter before. We've all been betrayed by a friend. We didn't get the job because of some reason we didn't agree with. We all have had bitterness, but we also have had anxiousness. We've been anxious about a test. We've been anxious about a first date, taking a new class. Uh, We also have had depression where we felt sad because we had a breakup and we had someone hurt our feelings and we were let down. So these types of things, depression, anxiety, and bitterness are all common feelings of any human being. They're very common and we all experience them. But when they start affecting your everyday life and your normal day functioning, then it becomes a mental health concern. When it's so obsessive and taking over your life or you're not able to function with work and in relationships, then we start to worry about the mental health piece. So someone who has generalized anxiety disorder is not just anxious, their body's living in a fearful state all day, all night, and it's hard for them to function. A person who has clinical depression has no energy to do anything. They've lost the passion and drive to do simple tasks that they used to find easy to do. Even grabbing a remote across the room is a lot of effort. Taking a shower is a lot of effort. So bitterness is the same thing. There's a term called post-traumatic embitterment disorder. And this is when something has happened to you that's caused you to be bitter and resentful and angry, but you fixate on it so much, you're not able to function in a normal activity, typical activities that you normally do. You just become obsessive about the bitterness. It is at the forefront of your thoughts, of your mind, and it's hard to get past it. So that's when bitterness can become a mental health concern. So I want to share with you the dictionary definition of bitterness. And I love the one regarding food because you know how food can be bitter. It says, sharpness of taste and lack of sweetness. Do you ever meet anyone that's bitter? They definitely lack sweetness because they're very angry and and they're sharp. They have a sharpness to them that you can actually feel the bitterness coming out of them. So even though that is a definition for food, it fits with metaphorically the human experience of bitterness. The emotion of bitterness, the dictionary says, anger and disappointment at being treated unfairly and having resentment. So someone who is bitter is angry and unhappy and they cannot forget the bad things that happened in the past. They have 
bitterness from childhood. They have bitterness from relationships. They have bitterness from school days. They have bitterness from work experiences. Their bitterness has really stayed with them and they can't seem to move past it. Resentment and bitterness are sort of on the same spectrum. So people who are bitterness are also feeling resentful. And it's a mixture of disappointment, disgust, and anger. And and psychology, when it really affects your mood, and it becomes a secondary emotion to your thoughts, it could really cause mental health concerns. When you're so bitter that you can't focus on anything else and you start really fixating on the bitterness and that's all you can really manage to think about each day, then we get concerned. What is the difference between anger and bitterness? Anger is a strong feeling or emotion of annoyance and displeasure or hostility. Bitterness is anger and disappointment at being treated unfairly. So we can condone the bitterness at one on one level because the person was treated wrong. It was unjust. It was unfair. So bitterness might be a normal reaction to what happened, but it's when the bitterness is held on to, when the bitterness grows, when the bitterness seeps into all your conversations and all your relationships and in the workplace, then it becomes a problem because you're not able to have healthy relationships. You're not able to have healthy conversations because the bitterness has caused distress in your life. And as a result of long-term bitterness, it could affect your sleep patterns, it could affect your appetite, it could affect your sex drive, it could affect your nervous system in such a way that you remain in a hypervigilant state because the fear of this bitterness returning or that anger at that person or that anger at that event returning is always present in the individual. So they're in a hypervigilant state, which means that they're always in a fight or flight state, which is really unhealthy for your nervous system. Post-traumatic embitterment disorder is defined as a pathological reaction to a negative life event, which those affected experience as grave insult, humiliation, betrayal, and injustice. And they see it as a huge, grave insult, humiliation, betrayal, or injustice. So there's many reasons to uh, feel this experience and to have bitterness or anger at the world. Just from the last few years in our culture and in our country, there's things to be bitter about. One is COVID bitter about losing your business, bitter about losing your job. You could be bitter at the government because they didn't give us right information. The information was wishy-washy. We could be bitter at the healthcare system for not providing good healthcare during this time and being prepared for this. And we lost so many lives and we lost so much freedom during that time. So some people are still holding on to bitterness from covid Then there is the George Floyd episode that happened in our culture, in our country during this time. And what 
human being has the right to kneel on another human being's neck for nine minutes. Nobody has that right. Bitterness is something that you could feel from that. You could be so angry at that. It's racism, it's violence, it's hatred, it's all things that are ugly and it could really cause bitterness, especially if you're a black person and this is done to someone in your race by a white person. That just fuels the fire of racism in our country and that could continue the feeling of bitterness in a human being. Then there is our attack on the state capitol, January 6th. And this is something that is really awful because the bitterness is all over the place. The bitterness is in the people that actually attacked the capitol. They believed that they had this right to prove themselves and to show their power and to attack our country. And it's because of their bitterness and their anger was so magnified They felt justified in doing this. And then there's the people who watch this that are bitter. And they're bitter watching this. Like, why do these people feel they have the entitlement to attack our country and attack our Capitol building and feel like it's okay to do that? And take it a step further for Black Lives Matters individuals. These people in the state Capitol attack were not even hurt or fired at with a gun until the very end, until they broke down the walls and really got destructive. Black Lives Matter was all they do is march up the street and they're being attacked or shot at with rubber bullets. There's a lot of reasons to be bitter and the bitterness is real, but it's important to know that If you let the bitterness fuel, it could lead your life, it could rule your life, and it could ruin relationships. People don't really want to be around a bitter person. Even if you're justified in your anger and resentment, it's not a pleasurable experience to be around an angry, bitter person. Doing the healing work is very, very important. Yes, your anger and resentment and bitterness is understood and we realize why you feel that way. But living in that anger makes you sick. It makes your body ill. It makes your body hypervigilant. It puts you in a state of fight or flight or collapse that really affects your health physically and mentally. It will affect your relationships because not many people want to be around a bitter person. Or you might be surrounded with a whole bitter group of people because misery often loves company and then you're all bitter together, but that is not a joyful place to live. That is not a Zen place to live. I don't encourage you residing with a bitter group of people. So if this is touching home for you and you feel like you're holding bitterness in such a way that it's extreme, I want you to really examine it. Post-traumatic embitterment disorder is from trauma. It's it's trauma that's happened to you and it's important to heal the trauma. But my intuition and my guess is that what you experienced that might have caused this bitterness, this recent trauma, might be 
adding on to a past trauma. So you might have had childhood trauma, complex trauma, really painful experiences as a child, as a school-age child, as an adolescent, and then something happens to you as an adult and it compounds the earlier trauma. So if you haven't healed the childhood trauma, then you're going to compound it when you have a trauma as an adult, and that could really fuel your bitterness. You might not even be aware that that past hurt as from childhood is still inside you and lingering until you have this event as an adult that causes you bitterness, causes you resentment, and then all of a sudden you're in this complex, hypervigilant state of disdain, of disgust, of resentment, of anger, and bitterness. So it's important that you take a look at your life. Where did the bitterness start? And maybe you weren't bitter as a child, but you had anger and resentment. And then as you grew into adulthood and other negative experiences compounded the earlier negative experiences, then it turned you into a bitter person. Not everyone gets bitter. We've talked about trauma before. Some people experience trauma and they walk away unscathed. We don't know why one person is very resilient toward trauma and another person is really wounded by a trauma. Why one person's nervous system is okay and can walk away from trauma and another person's nervous system is devastated by the trauma. It's hard to say why. And we can go into resiliency and talk about that. Uh, but some people work on resiliency and they still have a hard time moving and healing, but they get there. You do get there. You do get to healing if you do the work. Bitterness is the same thing. We don't know why some people can experience a horrific event and do the inner work so they feel peaceful and they can continue to live in joy and not hold on to bitterness and why others choose to hold on to bitterness and they don't let it go. There's a, a saying that says holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. When you hold on to bitterness, you're going to make yourself sick. You're holding on to anger. You're holding on to resentment. And some people think when they hold on to that, they're punishing the other person. They're proving a point. Well, chances are that other person doesn't even know what you're doing and that you're holding on to this. This person probably has moved on. This person might live somewhere else. This might this person may have passed away. They might not even exist any longer in our world. And you're still angry and bitter at them. So your life is being held up in, in a negative stance because of someone that doesn't deserve it. Isn't it time to let them go? Isn't it time to move on from that? Some things that happen to people who hold on to anger and hold on to bitterness are some manifestations are road rage, they get addiction, they have family feuds, they have fixated memories and a lot of pain when they recall memories, they want to retaliate, they become very accusatory, they think everyone is out to get them, they start to really think and put blame on people and think people are negative even when they're not. They tend to want to fight. There's gluttony, overweight, obesity. 
they end up having physical illnesses like heart problems, eating disorders, arthritis, diabetes, cancer. All these things are manifestations of holding on to anger and holding on to bitterness. Wouldn't it be nice to heal from them, to move on from them? So some things I encourage you to do when you recognize that bitterness has become a problem in your life is ask yourself why. Why am I so bitter? Why am I so angry? And again, the reason could be very sound. It could be justified why you're angry and resentment. But that is not something you want to hold on to. That's like holding on to a live hand grenade. It's going to explode in you one day. So being able to acknowledge the pain, acknowledge the hurt, and do your own healing, that doesn't condone what happened to you, but it allows you to live a joyful life. Start to journal about why you're bitter, the bitterness that's coming out of you. Write it down and that helps it to come out of your brain and puts it on paper. And the act of journaling has the same effect on your nervous system as meditation. Maybe confront the source. If there's someone that hurt you, someone that caused your bitterness, someone that fired you, someone that cheated on you, someone that was cruel to you or gossiped about you, someone that hurt you, maybe it's time to go see that person and acknowledge your feelings and acknowledge how they hurt you. Again, you want to use nonviolent communication, which is one of my podcasts. You can go back and learn how to use nonviolent communication own how you feel. You don't want to go in here accusing when you confront somebody, but it's important to acknowledge what their act made you feel. So then you can have a conversation about it. And if you do decide to confront someone, I ask that you do it when you're not angry, when you can sit and have a rational conversation and allow that person to explain themselves. They may have a reason that you didn't know was going on and it makes sense to them why they hurt you, why they let you go, why they did what they did. They might not have a rational explanation and then you know, wow, this person just is ignorant. They're just cold, they're mean, they're non-empathetic, they're selfish. And that's just information, nothing to be angry about. Just it's more information for you to know. I don't even want to think about this person anymore. But having a conversation with somebody is an emotionally mature thing to do. So you can work it out and decide if you want to have this relationship in your life anymore or not. And whether it's worth holding on to this bitterness because chances are holding on to bitterness is never worth it for your own mental and physical health. Stop telling the story to yourself. Stop telling the story to your friends. Stop telling the story on social media. Stop reliving it. If you continue to relive what happened to you, then it stay, the bitterness stays with you. And remember, we're talking about bitterness in such a way that it's affected your life and it's no longer healthy to you. Bitterness on a small effect, yes, we get angry, we get bitter, we get resentful, but bitterness on this scale where it's affecting your relationships, it's affecting your job, it's affecting your everyday thinking, you don't want to keep telling this story over and over again. 
You want to let it go. You want to close the chapter and start a fresh new chapter where you've moved on and you're in a healthy, happy place. And if you aren't able to stop telling yourself this story, if you're not able to move on from your bitterness, if you're not able to even acknowledge your bitterness, I encourage you to get the help of a professional. It's time to talk to someone that can help you through this and guide you through this. You don't want to be a bitter person. You know, if you think about the food metaphor, when you eat something bitter, your face squishes and it just looks like it's in pain. And that's what a bitter person looks like. They look like they're in pain. They look like they're just held and tight and uncomfortable. And wouldn't it be nice to let that go? Wouldn't it be nice to be at ease? Wouldn't it be nice to be joyful? Wouldn't it be nice not to fixate on what's happened in the past and start to manifest a future of joy, of love, of happiness, of forgiveness, of letting go, and of living your best life. So I encourage you to do the work on healing and moving away from bitterness. Stop fixating on the outer world and people that have hurt you and situations that upset you and start to do your inner work and find what makes you happy, find what brings you peace, find things that ground you, find healthy outlets for your time and your thoughts and start living your life in a joyful way and release the bitterness. You're going to feel a weight lifted. You're going to feel joy. But again, if it's so extreme that it's taking up your everyday thoughts, you will need the help of a support group, a therapist, a counselor to help you through this. And I encourage you to do that because it'll be such a freeing feeling to finally let go of the bitterness. Thank you for joining me and You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and that you will consider supporting the show in a few different ways. You can share it with friends, you can write a review, or you can quote unquote buy me a coffee. Go down to the episode description and click the link support the show and you can support us financially and just share it. Tell everyone you know, stay well, be healthy, and I'll see you next time.